Who am I? Naomi is the new hit series that's got all the buzz. You have power I have never felt before. Critics are calling it unbelievably charming. Captivating. A delight to watch. Casey Walpole couldn't be more perfect as Naomi. You ready? The question is, are you ready? Get ready to see why. I don't know what is happening to me. Are you a superhero? Superheroes aren't real. What if they are? Naomi, only tonight on The CW. Tonight at 9, only on DCW 50, Washington CW. Podeskew is a founding member of the Odd Pods Media Network. Here at the 500 Section Lounge, we have a few requirements. First, you need to be able to talk about anything at all. Secondly, you need to be able to laugh, play games, and hang out with some very interesting people. From sports radio personalities to reality television contest finalists and everything in between, we talk to them all right here in the lounge. Be on the lookout for what we do next and sit back, relax, and be there to grab a listen. Podeskew Podcast. I am CJ with me as always is my hetero life mate Rico. What's up, man? What's up, motherfucker? Yeah, I gotta tell you, it feels good to be able to say that again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm with you, man. I I'm 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 excited. I'm glad we're I'm glad we're doing this. <clears throat> um Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I you know, it's funny. I um I had a dream. I'll tell I'll tell you this dream I had real quick, because I think I think you'll appreciate this. Um, I had this, <laughs> had this dream that because we were out of practice, we hadn't done this, and it's it's not as long as it feels. As weird as that sounds, like if you look at the calendar, it's really not as long as it it's felt like to me. Anyway, I'm sure even more to you. Um, but I, <laughs> in my dream, I uh, I did welcome to the Podescue podcast. I am Rico. With me as always is my head roll like me and CJ. Wait, fuck, that's wrong. That's exactly how I did it in the dream. So much so, that, and I remember it so clearly. Like I almost want to re- pre-record it for like I want to record it that way for like like bonus episodes or something. Like you know. Uh, so, but I actually. So what you're saying is that I'm I'm in your dreams. Oh, of course, man. Ah. So, yeah. But uh, you know who else is in my dreams is Gal Gadot. Damn. Searching for Godot. Yeah, yeah, you know, I know it's a terrible transition, but goddamn. <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> here's here's the uh, the thing is that Wonder Woman eighty four uh, was like the last. I think it was like the the one of the last movies that I saw before my mom. Mm. Like I. I and I talked about like the last movie I saw before my mom, and that was The Family Stone, and fuck that fucking movie. <laughs> yes, um, yes, yes. So, <clears throat> uh, at least Wonder Woman is slightly better than than uh, Family Stone. Slightly. I, I, see, slightly. Look, we'll we'll get into it, but like I had I I just really don't have a whole lot of um, hope 
for DCEU. Like at this point, I just feel like every new movie is going to be a soft reboot of what they were intending. And that's sort of how I'm looking at it. Huh? Like even with, you know, they're adding another fucking suicide squad movie and that's going to be a soft reboot, but it's still a continuation. Um, you know, they're, the thing with that, though, is the thing that gives me hope with that one, if we're going to talk about it briefly, is that um, uh, James Gunn is involved. And that that gives me hope. <laughs> well, that I, I will acknowledge that. And not to mention, I think it's supposed to be Radar, which fucking A. Like, the, the, if I'm being honest, the first Suicide Squad should have been Radar. Yeah. You know, you don't, you don't have, like, this bunch of uh villains or anti-heroes or anti-villains or however you want to call them and then like not have them be villainous and kind of because i was like david ayer is such a he's a great director and he's a great uh he's a great writer and to kind of tone down the violence and and the pg-13 his level is is bizarre to me yeah, uh, I can see that. I can see. That. Listen, I want to make a quick, a quick apology to the audience. I had to get a new mouse since we've done this last, and apparently the buttons are super goddamn loud. Like the click, mm. it makes it louder than any mouse I've ever had before. <laughs> I don't, I don't really hear it, but no, but you can hear it in our like uh, the 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 bonus we did last week. You can hear it, and oh. and I can hear it now, and it will pick up in the recording. So my apologies to the audience. I will do my best to not do a whole lot of click. But, I, mean, I would, I would like to apologize to the audience for the last episode. Period. Because no, it was no, not a happy no, 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 no. That needed to be done. That needed to be done. There's no apologies needed for that. So I mean, I first off, I want to thank you for going along with it, and I want to thank everybody who listened to it. Um, let's just get this fucking elephant, you know, out of the way. The yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, when I listened to it, I it, it I was kind of actually surprised of how. I sort of came off like I felt like maybe I was a little too mean to my mom, but I don't know. I, no, I, 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 I think I was just verbalizing every thought process and emotion I was going through. And I know I get a free pass for that, but like there were certain things where I kind of felt bad about like, you, know, you never, know. you never went after her though, in my eyes. Do you know what I mean? Like you, I didn't, you... I didn't praise her enough is really. And I think I'm still like, dealing with that and I, i've said to you privately it was more of just kind of like i'm still wrapping my head around the whole fucking thing and yeah no of I'm, course but I'm, but I'm not i'm not in denial about it i'm just i'm just i'm just angry I'm, i mean i'm sad and I'm, but i'm really angry um but anyways um yeah um let's see that... wonder woman itself is also kind of important well, it's to talk about my mom as well okay because I saw Wonder Woman is the only movie I've seen more than twice. The first one. Okay. Of the well, I I, I wanted to can, can we can we put a pin on that and come back because you mentioned something about Suicide Squad being rated R and I kind of had a, th- a a tangential thought to that that I wanted to. Sure. Um. Because and and this actually came up on um Todd's get vocal this past week. When you had uh, you'd already left for the night, which is whatever, but you had already gone away. Um, I don't know if you saw this with everything you're dealing with, but they did announce Deadpool three is officially happening. It is officially a part of the MCU and is officially rated R. Yeah, I, and, I did see that. I'm excited for that. I, I am. Um, I am too. 
I am very much excited about that. I I had said when I was when when it came up on Todd's Get Vocal this past week, I had said to him, I brought it up. To be fair, like it's not like someone else brought. I brought it up, but then I I also said that like I am happy that that's what they're doing because my biggest fear was that that once upon a Deadpool thing did really well. And it, because it did really well, they were going to be like, oh, well, we can do this in a PG-13 format and be good, right? Now, now that it's officially R and officially MCU, if after the fact they want to put out another one of these like Once Upon a Deadpool-type PG-13 versions of the same right. film, more power to you. Like, I'm not, it's a bit of a money grab, and you know how I feel about money grabs. But beyond that, like, okay, that's fine, but give me my R-rated Deadpool first, and right. then let me, you know what I mean? Or, yeah. I think you said this when we talked about it before, but when we were, a lot of speculation was, or if they're going to do the PG-13 one, film the R-rated one and give us that later. Like, at some point, as long as we get our R-rated 3, you yeah. know, so. You know, because Disney's no, the Disney you know, company and even Kevin Feige, they know how to fucking uh, appeal to an audience. And yes. a lot of their, you know, they're not going to like, see, I think it was Kevin Feige as the comic book fan being like, fuck no, Deadpool needs to be able to say fuck. That's what, and that was always my hope. That's why I wasn't immediately convinced it was just going to go to shit because Kevin Feige. <laughs> so. Right. If it was like, if it was someone else, like if it was a creative consultant who was like, I don't know, running whatever the fucking Marvel movies that came out in the mid 2000s, like the Daredevil and shit like that, it would be someone like, you know, saying, no, 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 we're going to PG 13 him and it's going to be awesome and it's, it's going to be really gritty, but like it's going to be as close to R as possible. When we watch her, like, this is nothing close to fucking R. Right. Especially like, after the first, need... especially after the first two. Although, I, I still like one better than two. That's a whole different discussion, you know. Agreed. I, I'm with you on that. Um, um, and that, that yeah, I, without getting a whole thing, I think that's a Phil Lord, Tim Miller. Tim Miller? I think that's right. But Tim Miller, yeah. Yeah. Tim Miller. I, no, the no, fact, no, no, no. Tim Miller, no, Tim Tim Miller Mi did Deadpool, but, and, and Phil Lord, and Lord and Miller are two other guys. What, what, so who did Deadpool 1, the, the writers, the people that weren't involved in 2? Whoever wasn't involved in 2 that wasn't 1? I thought that was Phil Lord uh, and... No, no, Lord and Miller are the guys who did... Uh, they were the original directors of Solo, and they also did Spider-Verse. Okay, so and I think also, I'm getting... I they also they had, did the Lego movie. I, okay, then who... Whoever was involved in Deadpool 1 that wasn't in 2, that's the point. That guy not if being... That, that is Tim Miller. Okay, Tim, okay. Tim Miller's directorial debut of a feature film was Deadpool. Right. Because what? he was he was just like a, a graphics uh, guy. He, he did a lot of CGI shit for other movies. Well, the point is it was good. It was really good. And I know yeah. he left he left the project and I feel like that contributed to why two's not as good as one. I think for a lot of movie sequels and will and this is actually relevant they try to pack on a lot more and sometimes yes. it doesn't work. Yes. Like best example would be like Iron Man two. Iron Man two was, it, I, I, I'm still okay with it, but you know, it, it, it tried to fuck it, it. It just didn't progress the same way that Iron Man one did sure. because they got kind of sloppy. 
you know, there there's a lot of great features in Iron Man 2, but is it as good as Iron Man 1? Not not really, in my opinion. Well, and 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 you know, I'm kind of glad you brought it up that way because that ties back to what we are here to talk about, which is Wonder Woman 84, which I enjoyed and I have watched it twice now. I watched it on Christmas Day when it came out and then I just watched it again to to be prepared for today. And it's not as good as one. Well, here's no. the thing. Here, here, here. All right. I, I, I had this thought on Christmas when I watched it, and I had the same thought today watching it again. Uh-huh. And I'm going to sound like I'm shitting on Patty Jenkins, cause I'm, and I'm not, but it's going to sound that way, right? She's really good at making two-thirds of a movie. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Because the third act in this one, well... Maybe not as terrible as the third act in Wonder Woman, the original Wonder Woman. Yeah. It's still pretty bad. <laughs> but, you know, I, it's it's funny you say that because I did rewatch Wonder Woman before I saw 84. Okay. Because I, I, Steph hadn't seen it. She saw, like, the first half of it, and, and I was like, oh, no, we got to fuck You got to yeah. go through what we all went through. <laughs> and I actually have to say... The I the ending for Wonder Woman one is not as bad as I remembered, and we've been playing it off to me at least for me. Like, I I get what they were trying to go for. It's still kind of a weak ending, but it's not terrible for me. It's I just feel like Patty Jenkins. You're right is is a great director, but I feel like there's never there has not been in much of an oomph. You know what I mean? Like, there's not an end game. There's not a fucking empire. There's nothing that, like, I'm not saying it needs to be a twist, because they did throw a twist in and be like, oh, the villain you thought, the angry German dude? That's not Ares. It's right. actually, like, the timid, it's fucking, it's fucking Lupin. And we're like, yeah, we saw that coming. Like, <laughs> obviously. Right. Like, as far as I'm concerned, the most compelling fucking villain in the whole first movie is what, what, what's the first name? Doctor Poison? Oh, the woman with the half yeah. a face or whatever. I don't remember her name, but I know who you're talking about. I, yeah. I think I think it's Doctor Poison. Which, good God, I mean, like he, that's a fucking lazy villain name, but that's fine. That's fine. Um, I to be Wonder to woman be is, fair though, Patty Jenkins didn't write that. I'm pretty sure that's from the no, book. No, 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 no. But like, I I thought she was a compelling villain. Um, which brings me to like this movie. First off, I think one of the reasons why Wonder Woman 1 was so intriguing and so out of left field is because it was set in World War 1. Because they yeah. obviously could have gone World War 2, but you could name a zillion fucking World War 2 movies. And like, all right, like you could literally recreate if you took a World War if you took World War 2 films that were accurate, like based on something that really happened, you could recreate World War 2 uh, with every movie. Like, you could have, what, what was it, five years of World War II films, and there you go. Whereas World War One is sort of the forgotten war. It's sort of been, like, pushed to the side. You get some movies like War Horse and... Right, Fuck, yeah, no, you're like, right. I can't, think, I can't really think of any, like, at the top of my head. Like, that's the other thing. It's like, I can name... There's one called, know, like, 1914 or something like that, 1917, I think. yeah, Nin- the, the one you. that just came out. Yeah. Which I still have not seen... Neither have I, but, but it, it's the right war, just to, to your point. Right, yeah. right. Which is, I think World War One is is a 
Se recomienda las dosis de refuerzo de la vacuna contra el COVID-19 para ciertas personas. Para más información visita vaccinate.virginia.gov o llama al 877-829-4682. Mensaje del Departamento de Salud de Virginia. The only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast. The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. That's my point. It's a forgotten war. And to have that be the setting and the backdrop for a Wonder Woman film is intriguing. But then you get to this fucking movie. And, you know, I'm, it, I don't, it's not that I don't give a fuck about the 80s, but on a story-wise, it kind of doesn't make sense. The fact that Wonder Woman had this big fucking thing in 1984 where, like, the whole world, it's not just like, oh, this is a part of the country. Like, you could ar- argue, like, oh, Captain Marvel is, like, in space. And some parts of L.A. and then like a fucking desert in the middle of 1995. So like not the whole world's not going to fucking know like S.H.I.E.L.D.'s going to know and then a couple of humans are going to know. But 84 affected literally everyone on the planet and no one brings it up when she's reintroduced in Batman v Superman. Like like it really should have been fucking easy as fuck for Ben Affleck's Bruce Wayne to just do a Google search be like, hey. I was like seven in 1984. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of remember like being able to make a wish, like, and then having to, or, or whatever. Like, how fucked would it be if, like, Bruce Wayne was like 11 years old? He was able to make a wish to have his parents back, <sighs> and then he had to fucking be like, I, I, I gave up my wish. I renounced my wish. I renounced my wish. So, but let's ignore that. That's just a fucked up thing that could have happened, <laughs> which, like, well, but he's I, like he's doing research. It should have been like, oh yeah, there's this fucking chick in armor. With, <laughs> like he shouldn't have been able to find just the old photo of her in nineteen fucking nineteen. Well, here, okay. So I, I first off, I agree with all of your logic. So I want to stress that first and foremost. So the arguments I'm going to make are not against your point because I agree, but I can I can at least give explanations to why those things you're specifically citing could not have happened, right? Mm-hmm. There was no cameras around. She never gets in front of the camera when, when Max Lord is out in that that bunker, like, broadcasting to the world. It's just her lasso that shoots out that yellow. So, And then she does a good job of, um, or she, she tries to do a good job of, like, anytime she's out in public, like, hiding that she was there. Like, when she breaks the cameras in the mall and stuff like that. Which, for that for that brief point, yes, she does break a fucking camera. Three. three I mean, she breaks three cameras, but they still shot footage of her. Yeah, no, look. Didn't go look, in the back room and delete the footage. No, no, no. Don't get me wrong. Like, I, I, like I said, I agree with your point, because my, my argument was... Not the things you're saying. Well, they're all correct. Like, I agree with everything you just said. But it's also, like, in Batman v Superman, 
it's like she's never done the Wonder Wear stuff. Wonder Wear. Wonder Woman gear is what I meant to Wonder say. Wonder <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> she's never worn the Wonder Woman gear since 1914 or 19... What? Whatever. Yeah, what the fuck, as you would say. You know, um, that she's just never done it. She's She's completely not used her powers in 80 years or 90 years at this point. You know what I mean? Like, when... Clearly, 20 years earlier, according to this film, she was going around as Wonder Woman occasionally, like, pushing cars out of the way and saving brides and stopping bank robbery or jewelry heist, jewelry store robberies and things like that. Which she didn't need to do ever in her armor. Which, like, because she's bulletproof. You know what I mean? Like, she's... Well, I think that's... And it's not really... You know what? It's interesting because it's not really the only time she actually ever dons armor is at the end of the film when she's fighting Cheetah, which is we can get to that. But, you know, um, it, it's more of like, you know, it's to be fair. I mean, except for the 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 fact of hiding secret identity, Superman never needs to put on the tights and the cape either. I mean, theoretically. So, you know. Right. Like it's. and. Uh- yeah, that's all I'm saying. But I'm just, but like Superman's not trying to like hide from humanity. Well, and to Whereas, a degree, he is he? I mean, he, he doesn't hide, but he's trying to keep the two lives separate between Clark Kent and Superman. You know, right? So I mean, I'm with you on that level, but like Wonder Woman could have just, I don't know, walked around her fucking dress and just like say people. Which does that mean she's wearing the fucking armor underneath her dresses and shit? Because they're literally in, in this movie, they're literally out in a fucking desert in the Middle East, and she just all of a sudden is wearing her clothes. Like, well, I she, mean, like, goes from. To be fair, Superman does, and so, and, and even in the Marvel world, I believe Spider Man does typically. That that makes sense, though. No, but I'm saying so. Yes, to your question. Yes, I think I think she's wearing. Where's she it. hiding that tiara, though? Hey, man, you know you yeah. get you get <laughs> under ruse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, you know, look, there are things they did this in the film that I felt were right, like good things. You know what I mean? To, I, you know, what I just feel like they should have fucking not done it in the '80s. I feel like they're like. Oh, you know what's really popular right now? The eighties. Yeah, I mean Stranger that's, Things. It. Yeah, shit no, like that, that. That's probably true. Now, as someone who lived through the eighties, there's a bit of the the bit of the feels for me, but like, and not sure. enough, not enough for me to to disagree with you. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, yeah. I don't need to say, oh no, it had to be eighty four, or eighty six, or whatever year. You know, like no, but um, <laughs> I, I got to get to one part, so. <laughs> I listen, man. You can tell that we've been doing this a long time. This show between you and I, because I put a one. So I wake up on Christmas morning. I got my, my, you know, I'm not gonna lie. I got my jammies on. I got, I got a blanket on me. I got a cup of coffee. You're wearing, you're, you're wearing your underwear. I'm yeah. wearing my underwear. No, but, <laughs> but I got, I got like, you know, I'm, I'm. It. This is my Christmas morning because with COVID and other things going on in my life, I'm not getting the tr- typical Christmas tree. Yeah, so I'm gonna sit down and I'm gonna watch one one. And I and I did and and like I said I enjoyed it, but they get to the the wishing stone, and 
she holds that stone and you know, even though she never says the words, you know the wish she makes. And I'm like, that's how they're going to bring this guy back? Rico is going to fucking hate this. Like, that was the first thought that went through my head. You were going to be like, seriously, motherfucker, that's how you do this? And then, on top of that, to make it fucking Quantum Leap, where the only person who sees him is her. (laughs) I knew you were going to be like, what the fuck? I mean, it it was weird. It was, I mean, if you want to know, if you, as always, if you guys have not seen this, we apologize. And we are going to be spoiling a current Netflix show as well later. Part of it. Part of it. Yeah. Um... If you want, if you want the gist of what Wonder Woman eighty four is, I can give you two fucking movies: <laughs> Aladdin and then Wishmaster. Now, Wishmaster is is pretty much the same fucking movie, just in a horror Wes Craven kind of way. I've never seen it, so I'll trust you on that. Look, I I saw it for the first time like a month and a half, two months ago. So the timing is really weird. And it's all about an evil genie, a djinn, um, who is no. That's what they're called. They're oh, called I know. fucking I, djinns. I know. I I know that. I'm not. Who? It, it's the monkey's paw. That's all it is. It's the. She monkey's even paw. says that. She even says the monkey's paw once. Right. Yeah. And you 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 know this guy fucking like makes wishes and they're like the most you know awful fucking results ever. Like he's really good at being bad at his job. And I'm just so fucking like I'm watching this and I'm like, all right, this is who knew that my Christmas would get fucking worse after this. (laughs) Yeah. But I'm Uh. watching this and I'm just like, all right, it's a good it's it's a see my 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 bar for fucking DC. I'm like, all right, it's not bad. It's Um, not Suicide Squad. It's not Justice League. No, I. It's be- it's better than like like Batman v Superman at least had Batman. See you again, this saying? goes back. You know what? I I have to retract my statement about the two thirds of movies. It's not a Patty Jenkins problem. It's a DC it's a, problem. It's because really a DC. Yeah. Suicide Squad for the first like two thirds, not no, too bad. No, but, no, but, for the but, first like thirty minutes. No, I think for me a little more. I'm, right. I can't go the home before. We'll put it this way: before they go out into the mission, like actually go out into the mission up until that point, which is more than thirty minutes, really. But and and I do even when they're out there, the scene in the bar, if you're watching the extended cut, is pretty good. But oh, right. no, but but overall, it's yeah, you know, yeah. Um, Justice League, although I like it a lot more than you do, I will acknowledge the the scene at the end with Steppenwolf is the whole sequence in Russia with Steppenwolf is terrible. You know, I well, I put Aquaman a fucking desert. Who wrote that movie? Yeah, oh, but that's wait, only you know who wrote that's that not for the whole movie. That's a, a moment, and I actually like the whole concept of the being the 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 used to be an ocean and it dried up like thousands of years ago. I I kind of. I dug that. Listen, of all these films, Aquaman's still my favorite. I really enjoy Aquaman the most. I've watched that one the most of all of them, you know, in terms of repeated watches. So Shazam's got some good to it, but you can't go it. You have to go in and be like, all right, it's big meets Superman. 
Right. But and that's, I, yeah. And that's I not a bad thing to mishmash. Yeah. I still haven't watched it, so I can't speak to that. But of the ones I've seen, you know, but like, anyway. I, um, but that's the, the thing is, is that you are, you have to choose, like for DCEU, you have to be like, okay, I liked Birds of Prey more than Suicide Squad. I did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. For, for uh, Man of Steel or Batman v Superman, I liked Man of Steel more. But for Batman v Superman over Justice League, that's yeah, Batman v Superman has got like a bad fucking weird act, like weird choices, like Jesse Eisenberg for just a great example. Yeah, Justice League is just a bad movie, and it's it's clearly like the studio just really trying to fucking salvage what they can. But whereas well, Wonder Woman eighty four is a great director with a great cast, I will have to acknowledge the yes. cast is great. Yeah, agreed. Although it's weird but, for me, Pedro Pascal was weird, but we'll get there. I, I agree. And I mean, he was the he was great at what he was given. Yes, yes. As was uh, Kristen Wiig. I I when they first announced Kristen Wiig as Cheetah, I'm like, are you wait what? <laughs> like, not to say Kristen Wiig can't act dramatically because she can. She's a very good dramatic actress. She did a great film called The Skeleton Twins. With uh, I've heard Bill of Hader. it. Yeah. It's, and, it's good. She's good in it. I know you're not a. I know you're not a big fan of the film, but I thought she was great in Ocean's Eight in her role in that film. You know. Yeah, I mean, Ocean's Eight was just. I know we've talked about it, but I, yeah. You know, you look at movies and you just you you see an you, like they're given an interesting, like all the material is there, but then they're like, oh, we're gonna make. What if we had Wonder Woman in the eighties? What if we had Ocean's Eleven, but with women like it's like come on there's there's got to be more to a pitch meeting than apart from just a pitch there needs to be some fucking development and look going back to the fucking armor for a second sure now her fucking armor that she dons towards the end that may be comic accurate but goddamn, the entire time I was like, "This is that Goldar motherfucker from the Power Rangers." You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> I do. Like, did you not? Did you not look at that and be like, "Why isn't he blue?" Not until you said it. I didn't put it together, but as soon as you said it, I was like, "Yeah, that's 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 true." Like, that's, it, that's a good pull, right? That's like, a that's a like, the sec- the nice deep cut there. Like, yeah. The second thing I was like, "Damn, they are so desperate." to like have an Oscar, they're going to fucking put a winged Oscar in the fucking movie. <laughs> it was just, it was so weird. It was bizarre. Just, it, yeah. It was I mean, bizarre. it did, it did allow for a very awesome cameo in the credits, which I thought was cool, but you know, that, that was cool. Um, also, I'm trying to like understand how the functionality of her wings work. I like wings else? work. If it's, if it's like you're holding, like your arms are in it. Or like even Falcon's wings have jets, whereas like you know gold is pretty fucking heavy. How is she flapping them, and how is she able to control them? And you know, well, and I, I find mean, myself almost thirty really giving a fuck. Well, that's where you get into the whole Amazonian Amazonian magic. Do you know what I mean? Like you could have that whole. Right, because I mean, the fact that there's an island out in the middle of the ocean that no one's ever seen in you know, fucking years, you know, is yeah. Well, let's 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 actually talk about that because it uh, when I first watched it, well, I've only seen it once to be fair. Um, the opening segment, 
I thought was really interesting. The gladiators competition type thing? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the uh, Olympics. Well, okay, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Better way to put it. And then I'm thinking, like, that's another thing. I'm like, this doesn't make sense. Because... Family. It looks a little different for everyone. For some, it's mom and dad. For others, roommates who feel like family. And for others, it's your significant other, their golfing buddies, your children, a high school soccer team starting lineup, and oh look, they're all taking you up on the offer to stay for dinner, really testing the limits of that phrase, the more the merrier. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on home and car insurance. Easier than making three frozen pizzas and assorted frozen veggies into a cohesive meal. She didn't start, like, training. Like, it it does, like, she was, like, her, her aunt was training her in secret. So for her to compete in the Olympics, to be a better warrior is sort of against everything that her mom, hippopotamus or hypothermia, uh, told her to do. No, if if, if you go back and watch when she actually starts, when she gets caught, she's not that much younger than she is in that Olympics competition. I, I will have to acknowledge that is the same girl. Yes, same actress. And, yeah, and, and and like she did all of her stunts because they're like, no one's no one's small enough to fucking convincingly do this. So she did. All, I got to give her praise. Like, yeah, she she did a good job. I just like it's almost like Patty Jenkins just forgot her own movie, and that really drives me crazy when like they'll make a, a sequel to something and they didn't fucking like like the whole Pirates of the Caribbean bitch fit I had a couple years ago. <laughs> Like I'm, that's still like a raw deal for me because it's like, oh my god, you fucking established shit that had that was present in four previous films, and then you're just gonna fucking soft reboot. I hate soft reboots. I fucking do because mm. it it just basically sh- shows and says, hey, we established this shit, but now we don't care, and you're gonna have to just accept it for this one standalone movie. Like, if you're going to go that far, make a full reboot. Fuck the previous cast. Make a full, if you if you're really going to start from scratch, start from scratch. Right. Just don't just don't pick and choose what's relevant. If you're trying to establish a mythology and a continuity, it drives me fucking bananas. Like more so in like like comic book shit, like MCU shit and and interconnected shit or Star Wars that fucking because. We, as a, as filmgoers, there are casual filmgoers that just be like, oh, yeah, I liked Rise of Skywalker, or I liked Last Jedi, or I liked fucking Phantom Menace, or whatever. And there's people that, you know, create this, you know, this uh, world of really giving a fuck, because sometimes it's all we have. Sometimes we need to cling on to the mythology of yeah. Star Wars, or Marvel, or Lord of the Rings, or, or whatever. Because we give a shit, and that's where it, that's where it drives me fucking crazy. And, and and I think eighty four falls in this category, which is kind of like, yeah, we we established a timeline, and then we're going to ignore that timeline. We're going to put this movie set in the fucking eighties because the eighties are relevant, and we're also gonna just kind of ignore certain things like and just try to soft reboot it she even wrote like uh, Chatty jenkins was quoted as saying like oh this is like a standalone 
like James Bond or Indiana Jones adventure, which it's not because they're really trying to tie in with the first film. Yeah, you can't have Steve Trevor come back if, yeah. Like, Indiana Jones is a quadrilogy, but really, they're not super interconnected. No, no. Like, Sala comes back from one and three, and then Marion comes back from one and four. And 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 you have references in four to his father and things like that, and 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 I think references to the things that take place in the Last Crusade. But ultimately, there's not. You're right. There's right. not. Yeah. You can have I, a sort of a. You know, each film could be a standalone adventure. You know what? She would be right. I think, and you tell me if you agree. There's only one thing they would have to do to to make that happen, to make it be this independent standalone thing that Patty's talking about, right? And that's just remove all references to Steve Trevor. Just if if they t- if you think about it, if you take out all the Steve Re- Trevor references, mm-hmm. then it it can be a standalone film. There's still the Olympic scene. It, I see. I but I can accept it a whole lot more. I I don't think that's as out of timeline as you think it is. I think if you go back and watch it, I think it's not as out of time. I know the point you're getting to and I'm not saying that your logic isn't flawed or, or anything like that. I'm saying that if you go back and really look at it, I think it lines up closer than you think it does. That part. Now, the rest of it, you know, the quantum leaping of Steve Trevor back into this dude, you know, is... And look, he, you, you know why I think that happened? I'll tell you exactly why I think that happened. Like, to your point of like, oh, oh the 80s are relevant. Let's make Let's set a movie in the 80s, right? Same concept that I have is like, oh, Steve Trevor was way more popular after we released the movie than we thought he would be. We need to bring Chris Pine back. And this is how we do it, you know. But, I mean, they also, they already greenlit a sequel at, like, before, like, right, like, the same day Wonder Woman 1 came out in theaters. Greenlit the sequel, but it didn't have the story. They didn't have the story, but they were already in negotiations with Chris Pine for coming back. And you and I, like, and then once, I mean, they had already discussed it. And then once it was confirmed, you and I were both like, how in the fuck are they going to do that? And they were like, okay, it's going to be a flashback. She's going to have fucking a memory or a scene that we didn't see in the first film, which, all right, that also kind of annoys me for certain things because if the established film that we're seeing is the interaction they have with each other and they're trying to pigeonhole a fucking scene that we're like, Hey, this whole thing that was really important to our storyline. We didn't include it for like a later film. Like a good example is there's uh in, in the it movies, it chapter one and chapter two. Yeah. Yeah. In it chapter two, it shows a bunch of scenes with the kids that didn't happen in the first film, and it just felt like, wouldn't this have been relevant to discuss in the first film? Like, hey, remember when like the clown chased me in the hallways at school? That was fucked up. Right. Like, but they it, it almost it, it, you know shoving shit in for the sake of making the next story work. I don't like particularly well. Anyways, no, I don't, uh, and I don't blame you for that. But I'm saying at least that that would have made more sense than than you know. Sam beckoning in his way to this fucking thing. Let's say if you're going to bring Steve Trevor back, why did they fucking do what they did? Couldn't he have just been like himself? 
Because when you really think about it, basically Wonder Woman raped a guy. <laughs> like the end when they're when she recognizes the dude that was like Steve yeah. Trevor was quantum leaping, and she kind of like has this almost knowing smile of like, "I fucked you, and you'll never know that." <laughs> I just, you know, I was just thinking the same thing. <laughs> like he's looking over at her, and clearly he finds her attractive, and he wants to be like, "Hey, can I get your number?" You know and, what? And it's... she's like. You were with me for a fucking week, and you'll never know. Can I? Can I throw? Not that I disagree with that, any of that, but can I throw? Because uh, I felt like his attitude at that moment, besides the finding her attractive, because that's the other thing I think was pushed a little hard. Was it like every guy in the planet, whenever they see Diana Prince, is just like, like stops dead and wants to fuck her, like right there, you know? Which yeah, I mean she's she's attractive. Don't get me wrong, but like that's a little overboard. Yeah. But you know, I mean, she—I I mean, she's 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 definitely conventionally attractive. But like, is she my type? No. No. Well, and, and that's a whole different conversation. But anyway, right. Um, the I felt like based on the way Steve describes the guy from like when he wakes up in his body or whatever, which we don't see, but he's like talking to Diana about it. Like, you know, the place is a mess, and he sleeps on this voodoo because he doesn't know what a futon is, you know, and all that right. stuff. It seemed like he was a bit of a douche, the character. Like, the guy that we've never seen, right? Mm-hmm. And I almost wonder if maybe a little bit of Steve, like, not enough to recognize Diana, but is, like, that that wholesome part of him is in there. It's something, because, like, when you meet him on the street, he seems a little more put together than, than Steve describes. But I mean, let's say Does that for, makes sense. Uh, yeah, I see what you're saying. I just wish they had gone like, if you'll go with this, I wish they'd gone sort of the the dogma route, you know, oh, like undead falling from the sky naked. <laughs> no, um, I'm talking specifically about how like Alanis Morissette in fe- like possessed Bud Court, who is just a homeless guy. Oh, oh, right. Right. But like go further. Like let's have have Steve if Steve Trevor's gonna come back that way, have the guy basically be a coma patient. You know, he's been he's been a vegetable for thirty years or, or twenty years yeah. or something. Yeah. Don't have him be a dude with a career and maybe a family. No, he because, clearly like, didn't have a family or career. But we don't but we don't know. We don't know that. I mean, you have. I mean what would have been really fucking great is like if people recognized quote unquote Steve Trevor and they're like, Hey Jimmy, what hey, who's that chick? Like, what are you doing out here? Like, weren't you like just to a step because we as the audience forget that it's not Steve Trevor. It's until it's, like towards yeah. the end when she's got a fucking which that must have been awkward for that guy when like the wish is revoked. And then he's just like, how the fuck did I get here? Why am I wearing this fanny pack? What the fuck is going on? Yeah. He's just standing on, on the corner, and then he, like, sees the world around him is in fucking chaos. He's like, what happened? Unless, what is going and, on? Unless it reverts all the way back to when Steve first gets there for that guy. But he's still not in his apartment. No, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, to, like... Remember how he oh, puts him back in his apartment? You mean puts him back in his apartment when because he says he woke up on the fo- on on the bed that we ultimately find out is a futon. As this Steve says, I woke up. So instead of Steve waking up that morning 
that guy does. So, like, none of this shit happens, nor will it happen because of the renou- renouncing of wishes. But even still, the guy's going to eventually look at the calendar and be like, wait, it's fucking wh- a week later? No, that's what I'm what? saying. Like, reverts him, comp- like, none of it ever happened. Uh, For that guy, it never happens. Like, none of it. Okay, I, you know? I see what you're saying, but, yeah. like, then you should, like, add a scene, maybe? No, you just don't do the quantum leap thing. That's what you... <laughs> or, and you don't set it in the fucking 80s. You put, you know, th- this movie, I would have less to bitch about if they just set it in 2020. What, what, it was, the 80s was just, like, putting it in for the sake of putting it in, and it just kind of puts a fucking minor plot okay, so, hole. Okay, so... All the same things happen, you know, with modern day fashions and features. How's it any different? How's that? How's that substantially better than eighty four? It's better in a story wise sense because it's after Justice League and Batman v Superman and everything. I'm talking about in the mythology of the of the series of films. Okay, okay. Oh, no, I I thought you were talking about like specifically like the Steve Trevor stuff. I'm like, how is that any better? No, no, no. no. It's exactly the same. If anything, it'd be more fucking profound because it'd be like, holy shit, we can fucking like I have a phone in my pocket, like because back in 19 fucking 18, they barely had phones. Like I don't, I don't think it exists anymore. I think it gets destroyed in Justice League, but like I, or or even in Batman v Superman. But like I would have had, this still would have been a shitty way to do it. But I would have had a less problem if she like took that watch that she has, that wristwatch, and dropped mm-hmm. it in that 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 like Genesis pit on the ship that's still in New York in Metropolis, mm-hmm. and somehow like rebirth them out of that thing. You know what I mean? Sure. That would have made more sense to me than this quantum leap stone wish. You know, like. But then you, I mean, just then you go into the whole fucking logic sense of everyone on the planet making a wish and then like having to fucking renounce their wishes. And ultimately, that's how, like, okay, because people are inherently good and unselfish. No, they're not. People are very selfish, and, like, even if they're saying, hey, you have to renounce your wish, there's still going to be, like, math-wise, a, like, a majority of people, or at least a good portion, not doing that. See, okay, and again, I, ha- I, I had a way to explain that. I get what you're saying, and I, again, don't disagree with the logic, but my, right. my, my explanation for that was the... Um, I think we're learning, and they might be stretching from the books. I'm not well versed in my Wonder Woman comic books to be to be 100 percent with the audience. But the lasso was projecting like the yellow light out over all the TVs at one point. It was no longer Pedro Pascal. It wasn't her. It was just that yellow light. So maybe whatever that power is compelled everyone to renounce. So like it wasn't. It wasn't okay. just one person. Like that that broadcasting of her lasso somehow compelled everybody through the power of the lasso to renounce, you know? That's that was also weird because like for the longest time she couldn't get the lasso to touch. And Maxwell then all of a sudden Lord. it's wrapped around his leg. I yeah, I didn't get that either. Look, there are some like, serious like what the fuck holes in this. Like I still yeah. don't understand. I feel, still don't fully understand how Mel- Melinda is it. Hold on, I have the page. Barbara? I was like, what? Barbara. Barbara. 
Yeah, sorry. I was I had Wonder Woman three open because I wanted to see if Steve Trevor was in the cast list, and as of right now, the only person in the cast list is um, uh, Gal. Yeah, Gal Gadot. So, um, but yeah, they they I still don't know fully understand how Barbara goes. Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more. Wait a minute, I've heard that before. That's the note Jeremy wrote to me in my yearbook in the sixth grade. How'd you even know that? Because it's from Geico. Yeah, yeah. Wait, here it is. Dear Luke, have a great summer. P.S. Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more. Love, Jeremy. Geico's had this tagline for years because we help save people money. So wait. You're saying Jeremy copied you? <laughs> yeah, that actually does sound like something the J-Man would do. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow! Ow! Some things never change. Like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. Please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. It goes from just having Diana's powers and being a bitch to being a full-on fucking cat lady. Like... She talks about wanting to be an apex predator, but that doesn't mean you have to morph into a fucking cheetah, like an actual, you know. And and why a cheetah? Because like she could have been a shark or something. Well, and that's yet now. This is one thing that I think Patty Jenkins. I mean, she did a lot of good things with the film. I know we're picking apart a lot of the problems, but she did a lot of good things. And one of the things I liked is, and I don't know if she did this on purpose, but I want to believe that she did. Is you know how in Fight Club there's like. I, I forget what the number is, but it's like 102 references to Tyler Durden, like little flashes of Tyler throughout the whole fucking film. I was like, it was, I don't know if it's 100, but it's, it's like you're talking about the, the, the single film. Yeah. And you see yeah, Tyler. It's, pop- it's like six, but I see no, it's saying. more than six. I know that it's double digits for sure, but I think it might be 100 actually. Like there's a lot of Tyler Durden's in that film. All right. Anyway, that's not the point, but you know, you know, the, the the point I'm making is there are these little flashes of Tyler, right? Now, mm-hmm. they're not doing flashes in that regard, but there is little moments where you see cheetah print throughout the entire film. The heels, for example. The heels, for example. But those are pretty blatant, but there's a sequence where... There's a sequence where Max Lord is talking to his son in his office before he got his hands on the wishstone, and there's a leopard skin blanket on the back of the couch or there a you, disc, you know, and there's, there's little things like that throughout the film. Like one of the, no, not one I noticed today, um, was when Diana goes to go look at the stone again, the next morning after, after, um, Max, is, I don't even think Max has it yet. I think she just has it in her office, Barbara, mm-hmm. but I don't mm-hmm. think Max got his hands on it yet. She looks to the, she looks back and there's a box on the, desk that's just a cheetah print box like it's just there like there, there are these little cheetah print things throughout the film like almost all the way up to i think even fucking steve trevor wears like a, a like a cheetah print or leopard print fucking shirt when he's doing his little homage of like, i think so yeah shit. yeah yeah so like, okay so i i see with what you're saying but like no, I did, I no I, I, I'm not saying that justifies her being a cheetah but i did like that since cheetah is the main villain or the the main nemesis yeah. to the Wonder Woman specifically that Patty put these little things throughout the movie. I thought those were cool little 
and I think Kristen Wiig did a fine job as oh, yeah. Barbara. Yeah. But I'm kind of like when I'm you know what I was doing when I was watching this? I kept thinking this is exactly what they really didn't execute as well for me with Jamie Foxx as Electro in The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Mm. Because it's the exact same thing. It's a nerd who kind of like is obsessed with the hero and in this case it, almost a sexual like like a crush like for for Barbara and I mean I, I viewed it I viewed it as very homoerotic. I took it as more just really envious as opposed to homoerotic. But that I mean I'm sort of sick and tired of of the trope where the villain was a nerd in glasses who dropped a stack of papers and no one helped them. Oh, so that's why they went evil. Like, dude, when I, and again, in fucking Batman forever. I think, no, I think she goes, well, okay. So, so I can justify the evil part, but I'll get to that in a second. Again, I'm not as versed to my wonder woman, but I know cheetah is basically like her joker. Do you know what I mean? Like that's like her number one. So that's that's why they did Cheetah. As far as her being evil, right? She. This is my 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 perception is this: when you make a wish with the stone, you get your wish, but you lose something, right? That's why Diana was losing her powers. Because at first, I thought she was losing her. I honestly at first thought she was losing her powers because it was kind of transferring to Barbara. I didn't. That's what I thought. But it it's not ultimately. It's just. She made the wish for Steve, so she loses what she wants, what she cares about the most besides that, and that's her power for Wonder Woman, right? So for Barbara, it's her goodness. Remember her bringing the, the hot meal to the guy in the park, the homeless guy? So she becomes evil because of the wish, because, not because she becomes power hungry, but she's actually losing that part of herself. That's the part she sacrifices to get her wish. So that's... Sure. in. In my opinion, that's why Barbara, in this instance, in the in the movie, and again, I'm not familiar with her character outside the movie, um, and maybe I'll look it up. But she, that's yeah, she, that's what I think. Anyway, I I can definitely agree with that. I just it was a weird fucking movie, and and for Pedro Pascal to be hearing his voice and not think Mandalorian, and also well, like he I doesn't was, sound very Mando no. in that. At all, and, and and you're looking at him. You're like, this is just. I mean, I got. I give him credit. He's he's a great actor. No, he is. He's a good. I got to be honest with you. I got all the way through the movie. I got through the whole first viewing without realizing it was him till I saw the credits. No, clue. really. Well, I I don't think I've seen him in anything. The only thing I've seen him in prior to this is Mando, and up until this uh, past season, you don't see him without the helmet. <laughs> I don't think I know what the guy looked like. Well, you see him without a helmet in. Oh, that's right. The end of the first one. You're right. You're right. The last, right. the last episode. You see but him still. without the fucking helmet a lot in the second season, which is a whole different argument and debate. Right. But um, the point, um, though, see, is I've yeah. seen Pedro Pascal in, in Game of Thrones. Like he he shows up in one yeah. season. Right. What was weird was to see him without fucking facial hair. That was weird. Um, you can't also help but like be like, hmm. Is this a reference to Trump? Because he kind of comes off a little Trumpy without uh, yeah. being overtly Trumpy. I could see that. Um, I, I also, love that that's an adjective now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the movie was just weird, man. And I is it 
when it comes out on DVD, will I buy it? Yeah, because I'm a collector and I have to have right. a whole fucking. I have to have all the movies, you know. Yeah, all I still need movies. to. I still need to get Rise of Skywalker because I technically don't own it. I watched it again, you know, but I. I have it on DVD and I still haven't rewatched it. Like I've seen it twice and I'm like, meh. But, like again, my my the the bar is so low for DCEU. I'm like, yeah, it's one of the better ones, but that's not saying much. Like Wonder Woman one was way better, so, despite uh, yeah. its flaws. All right, hold on a second. I keep talking. I'm sorry, buddy. I'm just I, I, I oh, I, I think you're okay. But I mean, what else? Uh, yeah, man, just weird things with Steve Trevor and and he didn't need to be in that movie. I, you know, the setting of of the fucking '80s was logistically weird. Um, it just felt like a trope, but. I mean, like, I'll see Wonder Woman three. I'm, it's not like I'm not a fan. I'm yeah, just... no, I. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely liked it. I liked it a little more than you did, and I think, and I will admit that I think that directly has to do with the feels of the eighties. Sure. You know what they were going for. You know, it, but but it's also I'm. It's not that I don't like. Obviously, I was born after the eighties, but like, I still like movies that are filmed. No, no, in I know the 80s that and set in the eighties. Like, I loved. I like retro shit, but. You know, I love that I mean, you call that, that retro. That's just funny to me. Um, that's the, I mean, that's the truth of it now, buddy. Like the 80s was 30 years ago. 40, depending on what year we're talking about. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Um, Speaking of which, my brother who was born in, you know, 81, Joel. Yeah. He fucking hated Wonder Woman 84. Uh, well, yeah. He was so bad. He was bitching. Like he told me, like, worst fucking movie. So. So. Yeah. No, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. Finish your point. But he did throw out. He said it was really weird to watch Wonder Woman 84. And he said, he said, fuck, dude, like Kristen Wiig as Cheetah reminded me so much of, of Nancy, of my mom. Oh, really? And I didn't I didn't realize that. I'm like, oh, fuck. It is kind of Nancy ish. Is it? I, I don't. Yeah. In, in the yeah. sense that it's like like when she is wearing her. Before she goes full on cheetah, when she's just partially cheetah, like my my mom was not a cheetah fucking print person, but my mom like had that kind of look because my mom was a bartender and shit like that. So sure. like that look was kind of rampant in the you know for me when yeah. I was a little kid. Yeah, but that's apparently what he thought. He was like, "Holy fuck, Kristen Wiig looks a lot like Nancy." And I'm like, "Thank you for bringing that up." <laughs> <laughs> well, I doubt it was meant to be like. You know, no, no, no. I mean, it, it, it was definitely, it's like, you know, speaking about your mom, like, this is all fucked up and weird and everything, but like, let's talk about Wonder Woman for a second. I'm like, all right, well, let's talk about everything about my mom. He's like, by the way, your mom looked like she was in Wonder I'm like, what the fuck, Joel? <laughs> um, so looking up Cheetah's origin, she's had several different versions of the origin, um, preferably changing. First off, there's been multiple Cheetahs. Uh, Barbara Minerva, this version of Cheetah is the third of the Cheetahs. And actually, they went male with the fourth the one. Girls. No, no, yeah. They went fourth with the male. Then the fourth one's actually male. Um, so they actually flip sexes on, on that character. But, um, according to this, the origin we just saw, not her origin at all. So this is yet a new origin for cheetah well that's the same thing with maxwell maxwell lord I mean, not my stepfather maxwell but like <laughs> max lord is 
he he doesn't have that. He he's got mind control, and and they when he does like he does bleed from his nose and shit. Which I mean, they, they it's the same thing. They took a villain and they kind of fucked with him. They took a character and they kind of fucked with them, their powers and origin stories and shit. And I'm kind of like, what's kind of wrong with the fucking way they're established? Like, oh, well, it doesn't go with the story. Maybe you shouldn't have that story. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it'd be like, okay, well, Mr. Freeze, instead of him, like, having an accident, which, like, changed his molecular structure and and he has to be in sub-zero temperatures, we're just going to say that he likes being cold. It's like, no, 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 no. (laughs) No, 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 no. Like, you don't say, okay, well, this version of Mr. Freeze was locked in a freezer. Like, yeah. Like, no, no! Like, you can fuck with the Joker because the Joker has multiple choice for, for origin stories and somewhat because even he doesn't remember how the fuck he is, but the most established canon is he fell in the toxic waste and he, you know, became the Joker. Right. You know, having like, so I don't know, like another good example is like, let's say like poison Ivy instead of like, see, actually I don't even remember what the fuck poison Ivy's origin story is in the comics. All I remember. Actually, is the I think, Batman I think they got movie. a, well, I remember it from the, um, the animated series. And the animated series and the the movie are very similar. They're not identical, but the the concepts are close enough. Yeah, you know, she's, she's got knocked with fucking like potions and shit, and there happened to be poisonous shit nearby. Right, but the you know you don't have the whole venom thing. That that's not part of it. Which how know. how fucking lucky was the fact that she survived that shit? Like I keep hearing about like. Like, the fact that Spider-Man became Spider-Man is a fucking one-in-a-billion shot. You get... See, like, first you get bitten by a spider. Well, like, according, to, according to an animated series I've seen, it's six-in-a-billion, I think. All but... right, but... <laughs> still? Yeah. Like, at least Batman had trauma and he put on a fucking costume. Like, everybody could do that. Yes. I could do that. You could do that. But, like... We wouldn't be someone... very good at it. But no, I no, I'd be better as the Joker. We and 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 we'd be wearing hockey pads. So I don't know. What makes All you right. better than us? I'm not wearing hockey pads. I think my impression was better, and I was no. I wasn't even like saying shit. <laughs> Fuck you. All right, uh, let's let's. Uh, do you have anything else to say about Wonder Woman fucking eight retro version? Uh, yeah, I I did because I'd heard the Invisible Jet was going to show up in this thing, and I was afraid it was going to be stupid. And I actually like the way they did that, and I also like the fact that it doesn't seem to be a permanent thing. It was like a one off, like you I, know. I I'm with you. I liked it. I thought that was I a also, good uh, yeah. But I'm of the opinion that I think the the Invisible Jet is stupid on a in a in a like just as a thing. Right, I, I, as the way it's constituted in the comics and the way I used to see it in the cartoon from the 70s that they were rerun in the 80s, yes, I agree with you. I think it's kind of dumb. But I think Wonder Woman using that same power that they used to mask the mascara to help her and Steve Trevor get away to try to go stop Max Lord in this one-off, let's steal this jet to get there, I think that was kind of neat. Do you know what I mean? Like, as opposed sure. to it being a permanent part of her arsenal you know what i mean or whatever because some idiot's gonna bump into that or crash into that without realizing it well and and in the cartoons now granted cartoon but in the cartoons 
which was even dumber to me, but they didn't do it, and they did not do this in this film, which I also appreciate, right, was when a plane would be flying, you would see Superman flying, as he does, because it was a ju- it was a ju- it was a Super Friends, I think technically it wasn't even called Justice League, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So you'd have Superman flying, and then Wonder Woman would fly up next to him in the invisible jet, and you'd see her sitting on nothing. It would just be her mm-hmm. in a sitting position, going across the screen, assu- uh, pretending to be flying the invisible jet. Like, how does she see can, like buttons and shit? Like a jet has a lot of buttons. Well, and that was one of the, like, that's the one thing about. Cloud is powering tomorrow's transformative missions. Federal agencies are partnering with SAIC to help them meet these critical moments. Where bold moves require confident blueprints. Where you can accelerate transformation through consistency. Where you can innovate forward and never look back. SAIC quickly and securely migrates large-scale workloads to the cloud. With the confidence you need to assure your mission. Learn more at saic.com slash cloud. This version that I wrestled with at first, right? Because they would show it from the outside and it would be completely invisible. You couldn't see them, couldn't see shit, right? But then it would go into a cockpit view and you could still see all the stuff. And right. part of me was like, well, if you're going to make it invisible, you should make the whole thing invisible. But then again, it's I eventually came to the to this and, I, and I'm okay with this, is that it's not invisible. It's like a cloaking device. So right. it's not Pierce Brosnan's car in fucking die another day. Right. Or or even even the um the 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 the, the plane in Homecoming when they're moving the stuff from Avengers Tower to Upstate. Like it's a different kind of cloaking, but it's still the same concept. You don't see it. You know. You know, Family Guy did a bit about. That whole about Wonder Woman in the Invisible Jet. Superman's flying by. It's like, hi, Wonder Woman. So you're uh, you're flying in the Invisible Jet. She's like, um, I'm in the bathroom, and then she flushes an imaginary toilet and like gets up and walks. And he's like, ooh, awkward, and then like flies yeah, I, away. I do remember that. Yeah, I remember that bit. But yeah, so I, I I did like how they did that. You know, I he see going back to your continuity thing. She seems to by the end of this film kind of come to terms with the fact that Steve Trevor's gone, right? Like, it seems... She's not thrilled about it, but she's come to kind of terms with it, right? hmm But if she's that come to terms with it, then the comment... Some of the, the First off, the conversation she has... It, these both come from Justice League, but the conversation she has with Cyborg when she first meets him becomes irrelevant. And then yeah. also the conversation where... They're all together in the Bat Cave, for lack of a better description, because that's certainly not a cave. The Bat Hanger, if you will. <laughs> but they're yeah. they're there, and she says something. I forget what she says, and Affleck, as Bruce Wayne, turns to her and goes, Steve Trevor, tell you that? And she, like, decks him, you know? Like, that becomes irrelevant if she's come to terms with his death. That's what I'm saying, man. Yeah. No, no, I'm put, I'm just kind of backing up a lot of your play there. Yeah, you know? put it put it in 2020, and then everything becomes like okay, like stop fucking putting like you know it'd be great if we had Captain Marvel in like you know the 70s. Like, <laughs> what? That doesn't make any sense. She'd be like one if that. Yeah, but like she's ageless. No, no, she was human in like 1985. Yeah. And it's like it, it, that. That'd be a like it, 
thankfully they'll never fucking do that because that's stupid. And Kevin Feige's not that stupid, you know? No. But clearly whoever the fuck is trying to figure out the DCEU is kind of stupid. Well, and he, and here's something that came up on Get Vocal the week before, two weeks ago. So the week last time you weren't on, right? Is because we were all talking to Jessica from Body Count. It was me and Richie and and Todd, actually. It was the three of us talking to Jess. And she was saying how she wants to get into Arrowverse. She was thinking about getting into the Arrowverse. And she was really kind of, like, hesitant and... We were like, no, you need to give it a chance. And we were giving all these different reasons. And she was on the fence, on the fence. And then, for whatever reason, I seem to have said the two magic words that brought her on board. And and, and that was that Jeff Johns is an executive producer on a lot of those shows and is, is very much in charge of running all that. And then Richie brought up that apparently he's now taking over the EU. So, if you have Jeff Johns going forward handling the EU for DC it's very much the same if not even better than having a Kevin Feige running the Marvel universe well I'll say this since you brought up Jeff Johns Jeff Johns is not doing well right now because it's Ray Fisher who played Cyborg I heard about him but I didn't I didn't hear anything about Jeff I heard him but I didn't realize he said anything about Jeff I might miss that part Jeff specifically, it's not just Joss Whedon. Like, is Jeff Johns is was like defending Joss Whedon, mm. and was like trying to make it seem like Ray Fisher is irrational, and that he decided to quit. And Ray Fisher is just like, I don't give a fuck if I sign Indian. And I mean, sometimes he's saying, I, I, you know, he will reveal some truth. Like he re- he revealed the fucking like recording. Because there's this whole thing, like this inner, like he's saying that there was like awful treatment during the set of Justice League. He's he's attributing it mostly to Joss Whedon, but a lot also to Jeff Johns. Oh, I think I missed that part. I knew about the Whedon stuff. I did know about that, but I didn't. No specifics have come out, but there's also been like allusions to like racism. Hmm. So I... I I I agree in the sense that Jeff Johns does like is has a Kevin Feige mind, but I would be very surprised if like I mean look we were all surprised with like Bill Cosby. Here for- here's a, here's the difference. Though. Can I and and again I don't know enough about this, so I'll have to go do my research. So please, listeners, keep in mind I'm I'm working with the information I have available right. to me right now. But you know, unlike Joss Whedon, right? There's multiple accusations over multiple sets, multiple movies, not just DC about Joss Whedon, right? There's there's like a trail. Mm. There's enough. Cause there have been people that are coming out since some of this started coming out that are like, oh yeah, back back here and back here. Like even I think like a like a and I mean it's it's not like, you know, John Goodman, but like a couple people from the set of Roseanne have even come forward now, you know, like, so going all the way back. He was a writer. I forgot about that. Yeah. So, I mean, like going all the way back to Roseanne, like there are people that are coming out now. It's not Cosby level shit. No. And that doesn't make it good. But, you know, you have people going back. There's a trail of of, a history of actions, of activities that Joss seems to be like leaving behind him. Right. I mean, right. 
to a little to a lesser extent the same as you know Brian Singer, which we've talked about. There's like this hit trail of activity, right? Right. You know, Jeff Johns. From what you're telling me, there's this one isolated incident with Ray Fisher, which doesn't make it okay. But it's a, it could really be a one off. Like this was just a bad decision on his part to back Joss. Do you know what I'm saying? Uh- I, I definitely see what you're saying, because when I – a little bit of what this whole situation is, specifically with Jeff Johns, I'm looking at that as that could be any movie studio ever. Right. Because they want to protect their fucking studio, and they want to pretend like, oh, yeah, all actors love us. They love working with us. And then you like – like, not for nothing, have you ever seen the show Entourage? No. No. Okay. It's kind of an awful show. You know, like, this is just, like, you get roped up in the fucking characters and the cameos and the way the business works. I would argue, I mean, I don't know shit about, like, how behind, like, meeting doors and everything of, like, Warner Brothers and fucking Jake Gyllenhaal and random other fucking celebrities and shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would argue it's probably at least 60% accurate. Like, there are, like, we've heard of people being, like, fucked over in a role. They promised a role, there's the handshake deal, and then they fucking go for someone who is more bankable and maybe slightly cheaper. Oh, I'm so, I guarantee that, you that happens. Yeah, that probably happens That all happens the time. all the time. And they're not, like, you know, Warner Brothers Studios heads and all and any studio head, they're not going to say, oh yeah, we got greedy. Like, we, you know, we were going to go with George Clooney, but we ended up going with fucking, you know, Christian Bale. Or, right. or something. Right, right, right. Not to make a Batman comparison, but, like, that could have possibly had been a thing. Sure. You know, Hollywood is full of backstabbery. And, and, I mean, you take out the fucking blatantness of the casting couch, which already is fucking awful a part of Hollywood. Yeah. You take that out, Hollywood is still... Hollywood is a is a beautiful blonde with dirty underwear. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, I do. The, I do. The, it's it's like, hey, it's nice and glamorous, but like, hey, there's a skid mark. It's really like the best way that I can kind of like sum it up. Um, so I don't. I I mean, I'm kind of following the Ray Fisher thing. I'm of the opinion that if Aquaman, if Jason Momoa is supporting Ray Fisher, that says a lot because. Momoa is like not the type of dude who's gonna fuck with his career. No, no, no. I I agree, but I, you know, uh, Deb says this, and I heard this just recently on a a TV show. But there's always three sides to a story. There's person A side, person B side story, and then there's the truth. Right? We're never gonna get all three sides of those stories. It's just never gonna happen because it, it it's just the way that that operates. Right? Um. I'm not saying Ray Fisher's lying. I'm not saying I don't believe him. I'm saying though that the even even if Jeff Johns is involved in some capacity, I think his level of involvement is not enough a to get him in trouble and b to make him have to leave his his role. Which to the bigger point that I was getting to leads me to have hope for DC's future because now you have a Kevin Feige level intelligence and understanding and respect for the material at the head of the thing, which is really my point at the beginning. You know what I mean? Sure. I acknowledge that. I, and I think Jeff Johns has that. I also think, you know, I, I'm, I'm willing to, 
I'm willing to like uh now if it wait com- and see. If he comes out that he the Jeff Johns was hand step, lockstep with Joss Whedon doing all the terrible things and and you know, all the way through, then yeah, get rid of his ass. I, I'm hundred percent behind that. But like get fucking Greg Berlanti. Have Berlanti fucking run that well, shit. Well see, and that that's Honestly, one of the reasons why I feel like I have faith in Jeff Johns, because they wouldn't go with Berlanti because Johns is a bigger name, right? But then Jeff Johns can go and hire Berlanti to be maybe not an EP, but a producer. You know what I mean? Or and he's then, just a writer. Or some right. And then and then you get him in that world. So like I right. that's the he may not be the guy. He may not be the Kevin Feige that he probably deserves. I, I won't argue that point with you. But if you have a Jeff Johns in there who works with them, you know, I mean, like, look, look at it this way. You know, Berlanti was working with Andrew Kreisberg till they found out what he was doing. And then they said, fuck yeah. off to that guy. Right. Now, his name's right. still his name's still on the credits because he he unfortunately still gets those credits. But, you know, right. um, but I think to the same thing, like, I you know what you bring up Berlanti is actually a really good barometer on this. Because if Jeff Johns is guiltier than he's coming out, coming across as right now, and I use the word guilty pretty loosely because we're not talking about, you know, flat on sexual assault. We're talking about some bad things, but, you know. Some shady fucking whisper whispers. But to your point that you already mentioned, everybody in Hollywood does that shady whisper whisper thing. So, you right. know. Um, but if it turns out he's as bad as, you know, some of the things are sounding, right? Berlanti's never going to hitch himself to that cart. He's not. He doesn't need to. He's good enough on his own that he doesn't have to do that for his career. Sure. Right? So if if we see Berlanti eventually get into that world because Jeff brings him in, then that, I think, leads credence to the fact that, yes, maybe Jeff might have made some bad choices in helping with the Justice League thing, but as a whole is not that person. Does that make sure. sense? And then, sure. and then that goes back to okay. Now we have a Kevin Feige level person with a name. Because that's the other thing. Yeah. You've hired Jeff Johns over Berlanti, with all respect to Greg, because of the name. Maybe not to your dad, or maybe a lesser extent Stephanie or Joel or somebody like that, right? But mm-hmm. to guys like us and Todd and Mark and Jessica and Richie. Jeff Johns is a name. Uh, but I would also argue that Berlanti's a fucking name, too, at this point, because, like, yes, the Arrowverse has its own criticisms. Like, I kind of lost interest. I'm not going to lie. I, like, sure. I kind of, like, but arguably, the more accurate portrayals of superheroes, like The Flash, great fucking example. Yep. The Flash on the TV show is more uh, uh, respected and established as the superior version than Ezra Miller's. To be fair, we didn't get we haven't really gotten a whole lot of Ezra Miller's Flash, but that's a whole other fucking thing. And now that he I turned just, out to be a complete fucktard, we're never gonna see that, you know. No, but, we no, we they're still making a Flash movie. With Ezra? Yeah. Ugh. Have you not heard oh man. Here's the thing. It should not be called Flash. It should be called Flashpoint. And let me tell you why. Because it's not really like Flash is going to be fucking running around doing shit, and he's going to, God damn it, Barry, you fucked up the timeline again. <laughs> what's going to happen is he's going to he like Ben Affleck's Batman is going to be in the Flash movie. 
I heard he that. He was also is going to be in that? Oh, uh, Keaton, I heard. Yeah. So basically, people, the, the studio now realizes, like, hey, our Flash sucks. And the actor playing him also sucks. We're going to get two of the best Batmans to be in our movie so that people will show the fuck up. <laughs> right. <laughs> that, that's what's gonna happen. No, you're not and, wrong. You're not wrong. And if they, and I'll tell you what, if they, if they fucking go full on, you get Jeffrey D. Morgan to come back as Thomas Wayne, and that, and then just say, fuck, just call it Flashpoint, because at that point, what's you the know, point? It, and and the fact that I mean, not not to get off on a whole discussion, but the fact that they had Ezra Miller show up in Crisis on Infinite Earths. Then I but think that was, you... that was that was before the fucking Ezra Miller. No, I I get shows. that, but my point is then maybe you also have Grant Gustin show up in this thing, even if it's for I'm... you know. No, that's what I'm saying. That's all. I know you're on board. I'm just saying, like maybe you do that too. You know. Well, none of that fucking compares to what the fuck Spider Man's doing. Have you been hearing all the fucking crazy shit Spider Man's doing, dude? I've been kind of living in a bubble for for different reasons, but I've been living in a bubble for a couple weeks hey, now. Now. Some of this is confirmed casting. Okay. Some of this is rumors. Okay. They're making another Spider-Man movie. That I knew. Yeah, that I knew. Now, here's where I do here's where I'm confused. I don't know if this is going to be Doctor Strange 2 or if this is going to be Spider-Man 3 because they have to at least correlate with each other. But Alfred Molina is coming back as Doctor Octopus. Didn't he die? Yeah. Okay. Jamie Foxx is coming back as Electro. And yes, he also died. Um, and this is when it gets like, maybe a rumor, Tobey Maguire is coming back, and Andrew Garfield is coming back. So basically, they're making a live action into the Spider-Verse. Okay, well, here here's the cast confirmed according to IMDb so mm-hmm. far. And it's not long. Um, and I'm, I'm going out of order, just on purpose, just so sure. you know. You got... Tom Holland definitely coming back as Spider Man, which no, I don't, I don't, I don't think he should come back. <laughs> that's too weird. That's no, I'm telling you right now. No, I know you're making, I know you are making a joke, but I'm telling you right now, if they did that, if they took him out, I was out immediately. If they okay. took out Tom Holland, but anyway, Zendaya is back as MJ. Uh, Marissa Tomei is back as as Aunt May. Yeah. Um, Tomei, yeah. And you got Jacob Batalon as Ned and Tony Revolori as Flash. So those those are all coming back. Now, to your point, confirmed, Jamie Foxx as Max Dillon slash Electro and Melina as Doc Ock. And then Benedict Cumberbatch is confirmed in the movie. So that's so there's definitely going to be some multiverse shit. Here's the other thing. They just conf- this is still a rumor. But there has been a confirmation that Charlie Cox as Daredevil. I'd heard that. We actually talked about that on Todd's stream. Yeah. Which makes me think he's not going to be Daredevil. He's going to be Matt Murdock. He is. He's I supposed think, to be Parker's lawyer, is what, I, what Todd was saying. Which fucking finally... <laughs> Well, like, you know what? You know why? All the shows in order for them to make this happen, but yeah. well, the non-compete clauses are over. They end. Uh, they end in twenty twenty one. The non-compete clauses from Netflix. So now they can bring these people in as these characters. They could bring Jessica Which... Jones back. They could bring back uh, the guy who played Luke Cage. 
please don't bring back Danny Rand. Just don't do that. Um, Keep his ass in Kanban. Yeah, you know, or see, I, you know where you put him in though. If you were gonna do it, um, I don't think you should. And if you're gonna do, if you're gonna put that, well, <laughs> let me let me rephrase this. If you're gonna put the character in, I don't think you get that actor. And it's nothing against a guy. I'm sure he's a fine enough actor. It was just a bad casting choice to do to pick him for that role. Okay. But yeah, okay. I'm I'm just saying I don't know enough of his material to say he's a flat out shit actor. Just because I didn't like his performance there doesn't mean he's a bad actor. Do you know what I mean? Sure. But that Twelve Rings movie that's coming. Or the ten, whatever oh, it is. The, the Shang Chi fucking. I I I apologize. I don't remember what the fuck it's no, called. No, I don't either. Like, and that's why I'm saying I don't mean to be rude either. But that if you're gonna do it, that's where you bring you bring that character. Sure. There, because that fits perfectly. That, yeah, that fits. And maybe I don't know. Cast a fucking Asian guy to be a fucking well, Asian guy. That's why I said don't bring that dude back because. Right. Yeah, it had nothing to do that, with that. That whole show was just what the. Fuck? fuck is going on yeah no that of of them all i mean listen there 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 are there are three things i want now that the ndas are done or the the non-competes are done right there's three things that i want i want charlie cox in the films even if he's just matt murdoch i would like to see him in full gear at some point but if he only has to be matt murdoch then so be it and as such i want foggy with him I mean, that's just, it has to, like, but, but that's not, that's number one, one A, like, that's all collective to me, right? Number two, I want a fucking Punisher film. I want, I want a John Berenthal fucking Punisher film, or I want him to have a major fucking role in one of the new movies, like. Put him in Deadpool. Put him in Deadpool 3. Put him in Deadpool. No, um, that's fine. Put him with Deadpool. You could even put him with Spider-Man. Him and Spider-Man, that char- those two characters are pretty close, actually. So yeah. y- y- I may- maybe there's too many in this one already. So if you're doing a fourth one, maybe put him in that one. I don't know. But I'm saying John Barenthal was Punisher. Fucking make that happen again. And then honestly, dude, I, I might be less. I, know, I think we're going to disagree on this one. But I- I'm a big fan of Jessica Jones. I want more Jessica Jones. I'm so. fine with that. I thought I thought she was great. I thought I I dug uh, the Jessica Jones show. I mean, yeah. the second season was kind of it wasn't as good. No, but it was still it was still good. It just wasn't as good. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'll tell you who I want. Hmm. Fucking Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin. Oh well, yeah, yeah. I didn't. Even, you're right. I didn't even think. Oh, could you see? Could you see? See, Matt. Oh. Spider-Man and... <laughs> Can you imagine... First off, Tom Holland is convincing in the sense that he's not a big guy, but he but when you see him like do incredible, incredible feats of strength, you buy it. Yep. But how perfect would it be for D'Onofrio to tower over Tom Holland? You know, like, I love Spider-Verse, but the fact that, like, they made... Kingpin in that movie look it, a little too like. Yeah, I mean he's supposed to be huge. Big, yeah, but that it was it, it was not that was a that was the biggest flaw in that film for me was the the design of Kingpin and and I that's think not Schreiber did a great job for sure. But the the design the visual of Kingpin to me the two biggest problems with that were I didn't have a problem with the spider cave. I know people had issues with that. I I didn't have as much of a problem with that. But for me. 
I was not a big fan of the design of Kingpin, and I was not a fan of um, Peter Parker. They could have gone with a different Spider-Verse character in my eyes. That, but that's, that was just to show how fucking like outlandish the Spider I, thing I, is. Yeah, I know, but I just, yeah, anyway. I, have, I, I, I like that because I like John Mulaney, hmm. the guy who voiced Peter Parker. By the way, Look up, uh, just just Google search Google search of John Mulaney, right? Um, while I'm doing that, by the way, I will I, on a semi-related note. If you haven't listened to it yet, uh, Rico on the 500 section, they actually interviewed the guy who does Peter, um, Porky Pig, right now, like currently for Warner Brothers. Oh, that's awesome! And that's it, awesome. It, yeah, it's I haven't had a chance to hear it yet, but it's a pretty good. It's, it's a, Sam said it was a really good interview, so I do recommend you check it out. Great. So. Okay, I'm so looking got, at him. You got John Mulaney up? I do. All right, now tell me that is not Grant Gustin's fucking, like... If, if Grant Gustin fucking, like, gave up on life, tell me that's not <laughs> Yeah, John a little Mulaney. bit. I see it. I see it. I see like, it. It's, it's Grant Gustin on a... And I don't mean to make this, like... like Because John Mulaney is currently in rehab, and I, I give him all the props for... Oh, like, that's right. I'd read about that. You're right, yeah. Like he, alcohol and cocaine addiction. Like I hope he pulls through. I really, I'm rooting yes. for him. Agreed. Agreed. But you have to acknowledge that he fucking looks like the Flash, but on a bender. Visually speaking, yes, yeah, I have to agree with that. Yeah. Like so. have them be like brothers in a fucking movie, and I will watch the shit out of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could see that. Um, so, but yeah, getting getting back to your point about D'Onofrio, though. Yeah, if you have D'Onofrio and Charlie Cox and Tom Holland. Give me all the fucking money, dude. Yeah. Like, you know, that's... <laughs> take, that's take all my you know, money, yeah, yeah. Take all my fucking money. Just take it all, like... Hey, Kevin Feige, are you listening? Fuck this this lineup I'm looking at right now. Scrap the whole thing. Keep Flash and Ned and MJ and Aunt May and just do this shit. Like, fuck. Well, all right, let's... We we hinted at this. Let's, let's fucking get a little weird and fucking talk about WandaVision. Yeah, let's, let's go right. there. So I don't know your take on it. All I know is was this is strange. <laughs> well, it is strange. Hey, look, I this is how I view it, right? We only gotten two episodes so far. I typically give a show four to five episodes before I have a full on okay, I'm in or I'm out. Okay. And so as such, we haven't gotten enough of this show for me to to make a I'm in or out decision. Um okay. I will tell you that I, I will tell you that I almost sit and watch episode two, and the last like thirty seconds of episode one saved the show for me. Like, made me want to watch episode two because, and spoilers, guys. The guys, we we warn you all the time, but this is, I mean, this is out two days ago. So, and based on when you're hearing this, it'll be about a week. So episode three will have been out by the time you hear this. But when they, when they do this sitcom credits close out and it zooms out to the modern day world and there's someone controlling a computer that they're in or or watching it or watching at least. Yeah. I was like, okay, now I'm on board because some shit's going down and that's, you know what I mean? So, that sa- that saved it for me because up to that point it was this just like we're stuck in this sitcom world. Nah, fuck it. Like if it if it's there as a prison for something bigger and greater, then that's a whole different dynamic. Sure, you know. 
I'm looking at this as like, like okay, let's say um, Scarlet Witch was fucking captured and isn't aware of it, and she's been fucked with in her mind. How do you get Vision back? Maybe the maybe Vision isn't back, and it's just all in her fucking head. It also might get explained at some point that we haven't gotten to yet. You know. Oh, for sure. But yeah. I, I mean, I also have the opinion that I think Vision is like he's conscious and he's he's in this world because they focus a lot on his, like the whole like they they focus on him. All right, I. Oh, the wheels are turning. Whoa. Yeah. Right. All right. It's it, it. Look to you and the audience. This is a stretch. I get it, but like, just roll with me here, right? I'm with you. Shuri downloads his consciousness into her computer as a backup before she starts trying to take the crystal out of his head, because in case she fucks him up somehow, that she can re-upload him into this once she's done, or you know. Whatever. I'm I'm with you. That's actually a really credible fucking theory. I'm I'm with you. I applaud Thank it. <laughs> I, I applaud it. That's a really good idea. And then somebody hacks that computer and using it to fuck with Wanda who's now the to your point captured. I I'm with you up until that point. Okay. Because no. I don't think Shuri hacked I don't think anybody could ever hack Sherry. Okay, you know what hack, I'm maybe, but I'm saying somehow someone got a hold of this. Hack it, okay. whatever. I'm, I'm with, not. I'm, I'm, I'm with you in that respect. I, I think. Yeah, okay. hack, hack might have been the wrong word, but somehow they got a hold of this consciousness that was in the computer, and they're now using it against Wanda in some capacity. Sure, sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm with you, and I, and I think that's compelling. Um, see, a lot of what I'm seeing online is that, like, oh my god, it's boring. The first two episodes are boring. I'm like, they are a little boring. Okay. I'm not gonna lie. Okay. But here's here's my argument: is we have been so spoiled yes. as like audience members. Yes. People forget what TV is supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you get fucking like, oh my god, that episode was fucking crazy. You're like, then then eventually the writers are gonna fucking look. I run out of shit. You just slow burn. I used to watch reruns of I Dream of Genie and old Dennis the Menace and Black and White and stuff like that when I was a kid because they would rerun those shows like during the middle of the day when you were homesick from school or you were on summer vacation or whatever, right? So right. they would rerun those shows. So like I've watched a good chunk of those shows, Bewitched, I Dream of Genie, you know, and right. it's, I go to those two shows specifically because it has a lot of those feels probably because of Wanda more than anything, but it definitely has an I dreamy genie bewitched kind of vibe yeah. to it. Um, my thing, one, one thing I noticed and I, I don't understand the, the, I don't understand this part. There's a lot of things I noticed, but this one was a weird thing was the house changes from episode one, to episode two. The entire set, the entire house layout, the kitchen, the the living room, the whole layout of the house from episode one to episode two is 100% different. There's not one thing that's the same about it except that it's all black and white. I didn't really notice that. I mean, you you texted me that privately, but I didn't really notice that. Go back and watch it. It is 100% different from, from one to two. Now, there's a couple explanations for why that could be, right? 
One is that that's going to be some kind of running thing going from episode to episode where the house is different every time and they don't fucking notice it. That could be it. Because, like, if dog people made dog food, it wouldn't be sold in a 50-pound bag in the hardware aisle by the shoe polish. It would actually be food. It would be made with real, fresh meat and veggies gently cooked to preserve their nutritional value. You know, like food. The Farmer's Dog was created by dog people who cook and deliver fresh, healthy food. Try the Farmer's Dog and get fresh, pre-portioned meals tailored to your dog's needs. Tell us about your dog, build your plan, and get 50% off at thefarmersdog.com slash listen. That's thefarmersdog.com. The moment you realized you were mistaking your kids for co-workers? Okay, team, I'm uh, taking my 15 now. Taking 15 what? Was the moment you knew it was time to get back to work. Let's job it up. At CareerBuilder, our simple, customizable search tool lets you search for part-time, full-time, and even work-from-home jobs so you can find a job that fits your lifestyle. Get started now at CareerBuilder.com. They clearly in episode one had no idea why they were there. They were like, um, why are we here? Like, you know, like they, they, they don't know that they're married. They don't know to either, you know, like there's this, there's this like gap there. So it, mm-hmm. it could be that they just don't notice it or because they're treating it like it's a TV show. And I notice shit like this. A lot of the times something will be one way in the pilot. And then when you see the first functional episode, for lack of a better descriptor, something about the generally the set will have changed in some capacity. Yeah. You know, or like another example, um, I'm rewatching Perfect Strangers on Hulu right now, that show from the 80s, Bronson Pink Show and uh, Mark Len Baker. I'm watching those over again. And at some point, they don't ever move, but the apartment completely changes. Sure. Just, just changed. Just different. Yeah, <laughs> with no no explanation, no like we're moving to this new apartment or we're going to this part of the town now or this building. Nope, nope, just just different. So they right. either they either are going to ignore it completely and it's a one off change like that from pilot to to the rest of the series, or it may be a running thing that eventually, as part of their their coming to understand that something's not right here, like that there's a bigger thing going on because they are clearly grasping already that there's something bigger happening here than just being in this Eastview city or whatever the hell the town's called. You know, mm-hmm. they're going to start to say, hey, wait, why does this change every every day or every week or whatever? Like that's going to sure. be a conscious thing that they become aware of that we might be catching as a viewer, but they, they will notice too. So I would like to point out that, I mean, again, I didn't really notice a huge change from like, I'm, I'm focusing specifically on like the living room because I felt like the living room looked exactly how it was mm-hmm. in doors in, in, in both front doors in a different position. Couches are in a different position. Sta- okay. You, the, you the, may the, be right. The stairs upstairs are going to the upstairs are in a completely different layout. You absolutely may be right. I I only watched it the you know the one time through, um, or and I was maybe just sort of like caught up with the humor because I dug the show. Because, I did too because of like I said, watching those old shows. So yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, but it wasn't just that. It was like like I mentioned this to you privately. I'm like, this is if Pleasantville had superheroes. Yeah, you said that. I I have, I'm not familiar with Pleasantville, so I can't. So let me let me pitch Pleasantville for you. Okay, right? Sure. So Tobey Maguire, so he actually does have a superhero in it, uh, ironically enough. 
Um, you got uh, so Tobey Maguire and Reese Witherspoon are siblings. I think they're actually twins. Um, and they, you know, they're they're very different siblings. She's sort of the not slutty, but she's promiscuous, you know, sure. teenager in the '90s, and and cares about, you know, she's very um, selfish and uh, shallow. And he is like just a total fucking. You know, he's totally McGuire. He's a fucking nerd. Like, sure. And, and he, um, his, he's like obsessed with this 50s, 60s sitcom called Pleasantville. And he like knows everything. Like, and he's actually going to watch a marathon to enter a fucking contest of like a trivia thing. She wants to watch like the MTV Music Awards at the same time. They argue over the fucking remote. Remote breaks. Knock on the door. It's fucking, um, Oh shit! I'm um I'm blanking on his fucking name. Jeez, what's going on here? Uh, fucking uh, Don Knotts. Oh oh oh, that motherfucker. That what's motherfucker. going on here? <laughs> like he shows up as a TV repairman, just unannounced. They're like, well, that's fucking weird. He starts bonding with fucking Toby about the show, gives them a magic remote. They argue as the as the show Pleasantville is on, they get sucked in and they take over the bodies not unlike quantum leap of the original character. So now they are the brother sister character in the show, but like William H. Macy is their dad and he views them as the, as the children. And as the store, as the movie progresses, the movie becomes a fucking metaphor for like civil rights, mm. because as their influence throughout the show, uh, interacts with people and, and objects and, and shit like that color gets introduced and they, and people that have color are referred to as coloreds. Hmm. But obviously in a different way than the derogatory. Yeah. Yes. But, but they're still like, like there are black and white kids, teenagers harassing a woman who's in full color. Like, I think I've seen. And, I, now that you say that part of it, I think I've seen part of this film. Like I, it was one of those things where you're flipping through channels or whatever, and it happened to be you know on or whatever. And I, because that that black and white to color contrast, like you get in Sin City and things like that, always intrigues me. So I always, whenever I notice it, I I catch it. Um, to me, to me, I'll tell you this, and I'm not saying the whole series is like this, but that that sequence when. Wanda's at the uh, meeting for the ma- for the talent show with Dottie. With Dottie, yeah, very Stepford Wives like shit right there. Yeah. So um, the other thing I noticed is so again, spoilers, guys. But do you remember that helicopter she finds in the bush? Mm-hmm. I get. I'm assuming it's a toy helicopter. Um, yeah. It, well, no, because the other argument is it's a miniaturized one from Ant Man. I mean, theoretically. If you really want to get tying shit together, sure. but did you notice it was Iron Man yeah, colors? We went from Quantum Leap to Quantum Realm <laughs> or Quantum Verse. That's what we. I know the suggestion you gave for the title, but that's what we should call it: from Quantum Realm, Quantum Leap to Quantum Realm. Um, but no, yours is fine. I just think that's funny too. Maybe that's the sub I'll put for the sub. Anyway, um, yeah. did you notice it's Iron Man colors? I, I definitely noticed it's Iron Man colors, but uh, the name on it on the side like is actually something completely different. I don't remember what the fuck it was. I didn't catch a name. Really I didn't catch it. It's so. like an obscure 
thing like deep in the comics and all and i i just missed it and i read about it on imdb i'm like i don't know what the fuck it is that's cool it was on um, imdb you saw that i did know yeah i i did notice the the little commercials they throw out yep those were pretty funny and like the iron man toaster was pretty fucking funny with the sound and everything yep exactly. i noticed that too see did the thing I, of it, the, I, the flip side it was interesting. Sorry, the, the flip side it was interesting was that the watch is a Hydra watch. It's a Strucker. It's a Strucker, and it's got yeah. a fucking Hydra emblem on it. Yeah, that was and who better to fucking have that? But like, I don't know, Strucker who like created Wanda Maximoff. Yeah, yeah. Which I keep hearing like there's got to be a theory or a rumor that, um, Aaron Johnson. Or Aaron Taylor Johnson, that's his fucking name, mm. is going to show up as Quicksilver. Like, we may get a fucking little Quicksilver cameo. Well, that'd be neat. Um, what also could potentially happen, if, if this is a bridge to the multiverse, what if this is also a bridge to the mutants? Could because be. Because Magneto is technically their father. Well, in, in the original, yeah. Right, but they couldn't do that because of fucking licensing rights. But now that fucking Marvel, uh, Disney owns, uh, the Marvel, uh, the mutants and X Men and all that shit, they could really kind of bridge that gap. I'm having trouble finding the helicopter thing, at least in the Wikipedia stuff. Well, no, it's in IMDb. Or I mean IMDb. I am in IMDb. Um, I, I know. I know what I said, but I meant IMDb. <laughs> um, I I dug I dug the show because I watched a lot of. Like, I didn't watch I Dream of Genie and, and Bewitched as much, but I watched a lot of Abbott and Costello Colgate comedy right. hour shit. Right. And I have, like, VHS tapes of, like, it's the Colgate comedy hour with Abbott and Costello as, like, the Christmas special. And interwoven are fucking ads for, like, Colgate toothpaste and fucking, um, you know, uh, dish detergent and shit like that. Um, I did... I you found I it? did. I did. No, I didn't find that, but I found something else. All right. But it is under the spoiler section of the trivia, so I don't know if we want to. I mean, I, we're already kind of. But so we haven't seen him yet. But there's going to be a sword soldier that shows up. A sword soldier. Right. Sword stands for Sentient World Observation and Response Department. Okay. It's an offshoot of Shield, essentially. Get it? Sword okay. Shield. Oh. The spaceship that you see Nick Fury on at the end of Far From Home, post credit scene, mm. where he where he presumably has been since Age of Ultron, according to what Kevin Feige has said, mm-hmm. is a sword spaceship. Okay, I'm gonna do it. So, sword theoretically could be the ones running this whole fucking thing. Which those dicks. Well, yeah. Because clearly they're doing it to fuck with Wanda and Vision. Like nothing good is gonna come from this. This is gonna it could, be, like it could be. It could be a memory loss thing as opposed to fucking with, though. I mean, it's just. I I think I like. I think there was a trailer where Catherine Hunt, who by the way I fucking love Catherine Hahn. She plays the the neighbor who like keeps coming over unannounced. Like, oh yeah, yeah. 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 She plays that role so well. Um, I, I fucking love her in, in, the, in the show. Um, I thought I saw like a trailer or footage when WandaVision was first like being announced or they finally released a trailer where she like 
is normal. So like there's going to be the sitcom world and there's going to be the real world. And like yeah. Kat Dannings is supposed to fucking come in the show. Not that sound weird. She's supposed to show up in the show. <laughs> she might do that As, too. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Um, it is it is Disney Plus. They can get away with it, technically. Her coming? Why not? It's Disney. And you're going to tell me that Deadpool 3 at some point won't be on Disney. Uh, Thank you. Not that's in, all I got to say. No, 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 no. Hold on. I, I, I've been saying this you, from the very beginning. You're going to tell I me think- that Deadpool 3, now officially a part of the MCU, won't be lined up with the rest of the MCU, film, MCU films that are going to be available on Disney+. Plus. I think they need to add a fucking parental guidance section. Yeah, like, I don't give a fuck. I think every seven-year-old should see Deadpool and have their and have their horizons expanded. However, you're they will make a big fucking mistake because technically, like for example, technically Disney owns Alien. Yep. Right? They're not going to just put fucking Alien in Disney Plus. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, I agree. Well, they technically own Deadpool one and two, and they're still not there. So. Exactly. So what but they I should think, do, yeah. they should um, have like, hey, there's the kids version, and there's like, hey, this is what we bought for grown-ups. And I think Deadpool 3 will fall in that category. Here, here's an interesting... Uh, hold on. I just read something else. No, okay. Um, where, where, I just fucking lost it. God damn it, I hate when I do that shit. It was a pretty cool would, little tidbit of information, too. Hold on. Let me just see if I can find it, because it's right on this screen. I just got... Oh. No, that's not it. Ah, here we go. Yeah, the house that Dottie lives in mm. is the Murtaugh house from Lethal Weapon. Oh, I did read that. I forgot about that. That's pretty fucking funny. The The woman who plays Dottie, by the way, is in the show Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. So when she shows up, I'm like, holy fuck, it's Anya. Sure. And and you're right. It's very Stepford Wivesy-ish. It does. Um, it has a very, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Darcy's going to be in a lot of episodes, according to this. That's what I'm saying. Like seven, seven episodes, according to this, of the nine, of the nine, there's going to be. She's in seven of them. I don't think the the fucking sitcom aspect is going to be all the way through. All the way through. I, I think. It's, I it, agree. I, th- I agree. I think they're going to get out of that world at some point. Or <laughs> I don't. Or uh, maybe Cat's one of the people running the computer. So like what it'll it'll you know how it zoomed out at the end of that first one that I liked maybe you'll get more things that happen in that world while they're still like you know what I mean who do you think the voices were they're saying Wanda can you hear me or Wanda what are you doing or Wanda snap out of it who do you think that is it was a male voice wasn't it mm-hmm. I think it's Doctor Strange personally it doesn't sound like Doctor Strange. Yeah, but it didn't sound like anybody. It was very distorted. So it could be Doctor Strange. Could be strange. Could it, it? If this sword thing holds up, and it really is, in it, it could be Nick Fury. What? It, how about this for a theory, right? Yeah. What if this? What's happening? Is one of the outcomes that Doctor Strange sees when he goes <laughs> through the fourteen million fucking one of the fourteen million and six that they don't win? Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. And he's just like. Wanda, what the fuck? What are you doing? How did this happen? Get out of that apron. You're you're better than this. By the way, on on a more just down to earth level, 
I like getting to see Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen um, e- expand their 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 skill set to show, their, especially Paul Bettany, because Paul Bettany's a much better actor than I think he's gotten to show, at least in the MCU. Do you know what I mean? Um, he does what he does well, and I don't think they're doing him a disservice, but I like the fact that they're giving him an opportunity to expand a little more. Like, I love the fact that when he chews gum, it, he acts like it makes him like drunk, right? You know, and and, oh, I love and then when they when they show the inside of him, it's like a nineteen fifties cartoon drawing. It's not like modern yeah. day shit. It was really, it was almost like Schoolhouse Rock style and animation. You know what I mean? Like it was, except black and white because Schoolhouse Rock was color. But you get the idea. Like I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Um, or like like old fucking like you know, health class things from like the 60s, you know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. And, you know, it been chewing a piece of gum made him drunk, you know? Or, and, and the fact that people are just ignoring things like, oh, I don't eat food. And no one seems to acknowledge the fact that he doesn't eat food. Re- really, you know? But then he had to double back. He said, I don't eat food in between in that meals. In that one spot he did, but when he said it at the office, it was like, it just went over everyone's head. Like nobody paid attention to it i love that he's asking everybody like what do we do here (laughs) right right because that's the other thing like there are it's not just old 50s 60s sitcoms that do that who tell me what the fuck chandler does in friends no one knows what chandler did (laughs) yeah in friends like phoebe is a fucking you know poet guitarist chick right and uh Courtney Cox was a chef, right? Her She's a character, chef. yeah. And 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 fucking Rachel is a fucking waitress slash barista. Which hell no, could she afford that fucking apartment <laughs> with that job? Well, what the other and two? Joey and... is like off and on an actor. And what's his face is like a professor or something, yeah, right? He's a yeah. paleontologist. Yeah. What the fuck does Chandler do? I thought he was an accountant or something, or. Was... Or like a business manager or some sort. None of the, none of the other characters know. Like we've seen Chandler in an office working. We don't know what the fuck he does. So <laughs> that is a nice little fucking throwback to like the the middle the, the central character be like, what do we do here? And they're like, oh yeah, you know we're we're we file forms. Yeah. Do, do you Why? find any? This goes back to like I'm all, I'm always the one preaching. Suspension of disbelief, right? Like, I'm always the one preaching that of the two of us on the show. And I'm not saying you'd never say that, but of the two of us, I'm always the one pushing that. Yeah, I get, I get more bent out of shape when, like, shit's not re- logical. Right. But for me, it's like nobody's finding function with the fact that his name is Vision. <laughs> Vision. Like, yeah. Like, I, I get Wanda calling on Vision, you know, but, like, why aren't you, like, Victor? Or something when you're out in the rest of the world, or or you know, or whatever. Or have his name be fucking Jarvis Vision, or 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 Paul. Why not? Why not just throw a little love to Paul Bettany and call him Paul when he's out in the real world? Like you know what I mean? Like I don't know. But that's the point. I mean, ultimately, that is the point where it's like the other characters that are in the show. Like here, here's a great example. Her, the boss is choking, mm-hmm. and the wife is repeating herself because she's on a loop because they're not real people. Right. Right. I agree. She's a computer program. That's like, this wasn't supposed to happen. 
So they can only fucking just repeat the same line. And you see she's got that big grin, but she's straining like she's like, I don't want to, I don't know how to get through this. The the other interesting, in that same scene, I'm glad you brought that scene up, because it was really, that was the one moment from their end, meaning Wanda and Visions, and where you see the heroes again. It's not just that he goes and saves the guy, that's what it is but she's she's not that perky sitcom wife for like a split second she's wanda maximov and is like or scarlet witch and is like this save him you know what i mean that's yet oh i'll say this too we probably should start wrapping this thing up but i i'm with him um he you remember when the boss comes over for dinner and there's that miscommunication about whether it's the anniversary or dinner or whatever and that's it's a comic trope from sitcom so i got no problem with that that was fine but they talk about how she's from europe and you know he pulls out i don't need with no commies or some shit i forget what he said but and and again that's a typical trope for the era but she's completely lost her accent in this show he still has a full-on fucking British accent, and it's not acknowledged in any capacity. Oh, my wife is from Europe. And he's like, well, where the fuck are you from? <laughs> right? right? Like, that... they can establish that Sokovia is not a real place in the real world, but England still is. Even Sokovia in that world is a real place. Right. But, like, didn't Sokovia go boom? Well, not not nineteen fifty. Fuck whatever year it is, but but they can. Uh, I'm with you, but like, let's be honest. Elizabeth Olsen was slowly dropping that fucking Euro trash accent for the past fucking movies. No, like I, Age of Ultron. It's like she just straight up sounded like she was from fucking Russia. You mean Endgame? Oh no, I see what you're saying. I'm sorry. I follow you. Yeah, yeah. No, I I, I hear you, and I get that. But like, I just think if if that was a choice for the show then he should have dropped it too. And as a robot, he should have the ability to drop it even easier than she does because he should be able to really inflect... He should be able to inflect any... He should be able to open his mouth and sound exactly like RDJ if he really wanted to. Oh, I would love that. I would fucking love that. If you just have a voiceover of Tony going, yeah, that'd be awesome. But you get this... You know what I'm saying. Like, he should be able to sound like anybody he wants at any given time. Or this is how you do it. Maybe when he gets drunk again because he choked on a piece of fucking gum, that's when the drunken voice comes out. It's RDJ. Oh, like like, like Iron so, Man too drunk. It, yeah. No, no, it's just RDJ. <laughs> no, it's it, RDJ. It, it's just the inner the the because he has he loses the ability to protect himself. His voice. Right. So if he's if he's a robot, then like, hey, the create on Vision is like. Um, yeah, let me tell you about what's wrong with the fucking Avengers. <laughs> like, <laughs> like to have RDJs is like, let me tell you, Wanda. All right? <laughs> like, all right, so I'm a magician, right? I, I, I don't know why, I don't know why, but I immediately go to the, the early scene in the first Iron Man when he's at the, the table, the, the crafts table, and he throws, and, and what's his face blows on his dice, and he throws crap, or won't blow on his dice, and he ends up throwing craps. And he turns over and he goes, worst things have happened, color me up. Like, I want to hear, like, that. E- even, if, even if they don't get RDJ to come back and just somehow set that scene up or something similar to that and then overlay that audio, you know. 
what you need to do is you need to watch the movie I've been telling you to watch forever, which not for nothing. I actually have sneakers. I'm planning on watching it sometime soon. You have um, it? Yeah. Okay. What, did you buy it or did you just always have it and forgot you had it? No, it's Steph. Steph had it. Oh, okay. Like, oh, okay. Um, watch the movie Kiss Kiss Bang Bang because RDJ's character when he's a kid is like a magician. Like a, like a, like a like a children's fair magician, he's known as like the amazing Harold and shit like that. So like this goes with what I'm talking about. Like already, and and it even does like sleight of hand, quick shit, like magic stuff in the throughout the film as an adult. So like it, it, yeah, just take a just take a part of him narrating and fucking kiss kiss bang bang and dub fucking Paul Bettany. I mean. Look, I'm into the show. I don't, I don't know a lot of like this is deep diving fucking like comic book shit, where like I don't who's the beekeeper fucking dude. Like I don't, I don't fucking know. But like whatever. Here's, I'm... here's what I'll say. I I can wrap up my final thoughts with the two episodes we've seen so far pretty quickly, right? And yeah. we say we have said this all the time. I have definitely said this multiple times. Kevin Feige is directly involved in this. And until he gives me a reason to be like, okay, dude, what the fuck? I'm I'm on board. Because he, we talked about it, I think, on this past guest vocal. He's messed up twice. And both of them were like, meh. <laughs> you know, like they yeah. weren't. They weren't on the one on the, on the grand scheme of fuck-ups, like in terms of, of story. And when we say fuck-up, we're not talking like Joss Whedon fuck-up behind the scenes shit. We're talking like no. on-camera fuck-ups. Or storyline fuck-ups. There's been two. It's, it's, time, it's timeline shit. Right. And both of them have been like, eh. Like, it's not, you know. Like in the grand scheme of things, there's a whole bunch of great movies. And you're going to be like, well, in this one movie in this 20-film <laughs> span, they had, instead of the year 2021, it was 2023. Yeah. And we're like, yeah, all right. Get, just suck it up, you fuck. Like, <laughs> right, because everything else has been so killer. And same thing here. Like we don't know what's coming. I know you have your, you have your your um, reservations about the Loki show and Winter Soldier and Cat. No, but just hear me out. I know you have them, and it's fine. You're allowed. There's nothing wrong with that, Rico. I get why you have them. But I'm so on board with Cap. Or not Cap, but with Kevin Feige at this point, that like, call him Cap. That works, <laughs> right? man. <laughs> right. Um, but I'm so on board with everything that he's delivered up to this point that like, okay, let's. Because like, I'll be honest, I'm not thrilled about the way Black Widow looks. I'm still gonna watch the goddamn thing because he's hit it out of the park so many times that I think he gets a couple passes, and I don't think he's used them up yet. I mean, I want to see Black Widow, and we can end, like, right on this, but, like, I want to see Black Widow, but I still am of the opinion that, like, that was a fuck-up, not necessarily of his doing, but more of just, like, this should have happened after Iron Man 2. Like, we were, as fans, we were like, this, she needs a fucking movie. Like, okay, could you have chosen, instead of maybe Ant-Man and the Wasp, maybe going Black Widow, or, like, did we really need, like, I mean, I like Doctor Strange, but, like, couldn't Doctor Strange have come out a little later? Like, Doctor Strange as a whole for the MCU didn't do much. But, like, if you're going to keep putting Scarlett Johansson in all the fucking movies, maybe give her some I, credibility. And you know. I, I agree with that, but I can say two very quick things. One, you needed Doctor Strange 
because he needed it to be able to a had to introduce a time stone for that purpose, and then you also needed it because of the fourteen million and 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 also his ability to bring every, and his ability to bring everyone together to the battlefield at the end game, right? That's number one. Eventually, yes. But I'm saying like the way oh, it no, works. If you're saying before Endgame, yes, you could have delayed it and dropped in Black Widow. No argument. Number two, Ant-Man and the Wasp, you needed for, if nothing else, the Quantum Tunnel stuff. For one, for one very important part, I'm saying that's fine. But like they should have found a way of shoving Black Widow in before she loses her rel- uh, relevance. Because uh, no, now, I, yeah, and with her, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't disagree. I'm just, I'm just saying. Look, the timeline in terms of where they put the film might be a fuck up. That, I don't know if that was a hundred percent Kevin's call. That could have been Disney's call. But I'm not saying he's innocent of it either. He certainly had a hand in it, so he could have fought harder for sure. But I'm talking about when I talk about fuck ups, I'm talking about on screen story. Yeah. He, he, he's had two minor ones. And as far as I'm concerned, he's earned enough credit with all the home runs he's hit that, you know, Loki could be a steaming pile of shit and I'd still be like, okay, so that one was a fail. But I'm still going to watch whatever. You know what I mean? So there, I think a lot of these shows are more just going to be like, hey, I don't want to miss anything. So like, I hey, they made the, Doctor Strange 2. And then, like, Wanda's going to be in it, and you should really know what the fuck happened with Wanda. In order to find that, you got to watch fucking, you know, WandaVision, which the title is fucking, like, every every fucking time I hear WandaVision, I think of WonkaVision. Yeah, me too. Me too. Like, all right. My final thoughts is, yeah, that's that's what I got. CJ here with a few thank yous to let you know how you can get in touch with and follow the show and us. Listen to us on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you find your podcast. Please don't forget to rate and comment. If you want to agree with or yell at us, you can do it live. That's right. Rico and I put ourselves on a weekly live stream called Getting Vocal with Podaskew every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern, 5 to 7 p.m. Pacific at getvocal.com slash podaskew. That's www dot g-e-t-v-o-k-l dot com slash potaskew where we discuss various topics from past and present shows and even sometimes play games if you can't or don't want to join us live you can follow rico me and the show on twitter the show is at potaskew rico is at rance rico and i'm at m underscore blade we want to thank logo designer and show friend mike for his work on our wonderful logo you can contact him for artwork via email at logomike80 at gmail.com. That's logomike80 at gmail.com. Thank you to Samuel Lemons for all original music on the show, especially our theme music. You can find Sam on Twitter at Samuel Lemons and his music on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash Samuel Lemons. Finally, our biggest thank you is to you, everyone, for listening. Rico and I really appreciate your time and look forward to bringing you another episode soon. Life is good, but it can be better.
all partners. Losing weight is better together with Nutrisystem's Partner Plan. In fact, people who diet together lose 20% more weight than dieting on their own. Get new premium meals with up to 30 grams of protein. They're big and filling and taste delicious. Plus, try our new restaurant faves that taste like your favorite restaurant portioned with half the calories. Don't wait. You could win big cash during Nutrisystem's Better Together Partner Plan 100K giveaway. And maybe win the grand prize of $25,000. Just go to Nutrisystem.com slash thin right now and get 50% off plus an extra $50 off your first month. You heard me right. Go to Nutrisystem.com slash thin right now and get 50% off plus an extra $50 off. Don't wait. This partner plan offer will not last long. Just go to Nutrisystem.com slash thin right now and get 50% off plus an extra $50 off. Go to Nutrisystem.com slash thin. See website for details on our two-month subscription offer. No purchase necessary. Open only to U.S. residents over 21. Void where prohibited. Runs December 25 through April 4th, 2022. For official rules, visit Nutrisystem.com. Sponsored by Nutrisystem, Inc.